You ready for the Word of God tonight? Okay, why don't we just stand to our feet and give Pastor Steve Roberts a big welcome. Come on. Awesome. How are you guys going tonight? Good? Excellent. You know what? We've got some other fantastic news and uh, for a couple of people in the church here. And uh, they are awesome people. And uh, they serve in our kids' ministry. And man, I'll tell you what, they've been going out for a while. And, uh, but the thing is, is that they've been doing it, man. And they've been doing it so well. They've been honoring God in their relationship. And I'll tell you what, the favor of God is on these two. And yesterday, get this. Man, he took her up into a hot air balloon. I don't know if he got down on bending knee, but uh, he asked her to marry her, and of course she said yes. Todd and Rachel, stand up, you guys. Stand up. Excellent, man. I'll tell you what, it's a... uh... This is my boy. I'll tell you what, it's a good thing when, uh, when the hand of God is on someone's marriage. And, uh, you know, it's like, man, I said to Todd yesterday when he rang me and told me, I, I said to mate, I can't wait for the party. I can't wait to celebrate with you guys because it's like, man, man, those fellas are awesome. And I've just honored God in every way. Man, young people, you can take note of the way these guys did, the way these guys courted, man. I'll tell you what, it's just honoring to God. And, uh, and they're going to be blessed by it totally. It's just awesome. Here's my other son. Hey, boys. <laughs> I think they want to do the preaching. You know what? I'll tell you this. Man, I was all set to, uh, to, uh, to talk on a guy in the Bible named Samson. And, uh, and I'm sure that most of us have heard about this guy. But you know what? Just during worship, I just got stirred in my spirit to uh, talk about the same message, but about something else. And tonight, my message is called No Compromise. How many people here know that, man, if we want to make it in this world, if we want to do something great for God, then we can't compromise. We can't compromise our walk with God. And you know what, man? I'm just, I've been so stirred up over these last, you know, two, three weeks, just the need for me personally just to get in touch with God in a greater way. You know, man, I love God. I'm passionate about God. I'm passionate about being a Christian. But yet I know for me that there is still that thing inside of me that's like, oh, you know, it's like... Something really good on TV tonight. And it's like, I've just been so stirred, so fired up in my spirit. And during worship tonight, it was like I just felt the love of God in a greater way around my life. And it's like, man, it's like, God, I'm hungry for that. God, I want that. You know what? Oh, we run a, a kids ministry with a kids pastors here, if you didn't know. I'm sure most of you know. And it's like, the reason why I'm so passionate about this ministry is because, you know, even in the Bible, the disciples, they t- wanted to turn away the children from Jesus. And Jesus said, no, 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 bring them back. Bring them back. Don't turn them away from me. Because you see, he knew that this generation, he knew that the kids, that there was a love for God. See, because they weren't caught up in the mindsets that us as we get older are caught up in. They hadn't lived life and they haven't experienced what some of us older people have experienced that have caused our lives to be quenched. And it's like, man, I'm so... Who's looking forward to Christmas? Who is, who is, who inside is like, there's an expectation arising. It's like, man, I can't wait till I get the presents. I'll tell you what, inside of me, it's like, and I know it's right across, you know, leadership in the church. It's across, you know, the nation and other nations that it's like, there's an excitement arising inside. There's an excitement arising because God's about to do something. 
Because the hand of God is about to move on a generation. It's like, man, you look at the young people today. You look at them up the front. It's like, they've got something. There's a passion. There's a fire inside of them that is like just unconditional. And man, but yet sometimes us as older people look at them and we despise them. We think, what the heck are they on? They must have come before church smoking a bit of weed or something. But it's like, I tell you. (laughs) But I tell you what, these guys, what it is, it's a love for Jesus. It's a love and a passion for Jesus. If you can't enter this place so on fire, so excited, so just enthusiastic and passionate about God, then man, you need to wake up inside. You need to wake up inside. Because I'll tell you this, that there's a generation arising that's going to enter the fullness of what God's got. There is a, there's young people arising that at the age of 11, at the age of 4, at the age of 15, 16 are going to enter the promises of God. You know what? My wife and I, when we had Zach, who's our oldest son, he's three, I said to him, man, we just were talking about it, we said, man, we want him to know what it is to prophesy at the age of three. I'll tell you what, young people, there's something about to happen. There's something about to happen. But you know what, man, if you're not, if you don't feel young, you know, when we talk about a younger generation, that doesn't mean that you count it out if you're over 30. And all the over 30 said, amen. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm nearly hitting 30, so I mean, I better hurry up. Man, I, my, my, the best years of my life have nearly finished. No. 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 I'm just kidding. But you know what? See, if you've got a passion and an excitement for God, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you've got an unconditional love, it doesn't matter how old you are. See, God will use all it takes for someone to say, God, here I am, use me. Here I am, use me. You know what, yesterday, you know, we've got a camp coming up next week. I'm absolutely pumped about this camp. Man, we've had good camps in the past. But I'll tell you what, man, I'm expecting this is going to be the best camp ever. You know, we put a challenge out to our leaders. Last year we went to Stony Creek and they only hold 80 and we filled it. And I said to our guys, this camp's not big enough. This camp is not big enough. We need to go to the biggest camp in Hawke's Bay, which I think is Camp David. So we did. And, and we said that, man, we've got to do whatever we can to fill that camp. Because if you don't, they sting your big fee as well. And we don't want that. And it's like, it's like building the expectation in our leaders' lives. And we said to the kids, we said, hey, kids, this year, this camp, we're believing for souls to be saved. This year, the push on this year's camp is all about getting unsaved kids to the camp and getting them saved. And we said to the kids, man, we're going to give you the one who brings the most kids will win a PSP. They were like, yahoo! And they were all like, all enthusiastic. But you see, there can only be one winner. Man, I'm sure some kids would have left that place so passionate, so on fire, so like, yes! They would have gone into their school, asked all their friends, got rejected by them all, then they probably, their spirit would have been quenched, and they would have gone back into their shell. But man, we had one young man, I tell you, and this fellow is amazing. He is like the dude of all dudes. And uh, he's only, how old is he, Aaron? Eight, nine, ten. There he's ten. He's a little short fella. Man, his name is Reuben Cash, and he has got 12 friends coming to camp. 12 friends, I tell you what. That is just amazing. 
And uh, so, of course, he won the PSP. And, uh, but the thing is, is that we've got about 30 unsaved kids coming to this camp. And we're so expectant. You know, our team's been fasting all month to, uh, to, you know, just believe that the power of God will come because it's got a cost. Things don't just happen. They come at a price. And so I said to our guys, man, you know, we've had good camps in the past, but you know what? We haven't actually paid a price leading up to them. I said, this year's the year. This is the year that, man, as a leadership team, because it starts with us first, that we pay the price. So we said we fast something for the whole of the month of October, and we have, and it's like, it's like, man, the expectation is arising. The expectation is building. Because it's like, man, we're believing that kids are going to enter that place. Lives totally turned around, totally changed, totally impacted, that they will walk into their schools on that Monday morning uncompromisingly ashamed of who they believe in. And it's like, it's like there's that feel in the air that that's about to happen in, the, in, the, in, this, in this season that we're entering into. But the question is, will you be ready? Because see, God doesn't wait. God won't wait. And you know what? The thing that will hinder us from achieving what God has got is sin, is compromise. And it's like, man, we live in a great, great country, awesome country. But sometimes I think, man, I need to go over to a third world nation because I've got it too good here. Because you see, we need to have such an abandoned love for God. We need to have an unashamed passion inside for God. You know, when we talk about compromise, there'll be people here thinking, you know, I'm not living in sin. And that's great. There's no big sin issue in my life. Excellent, well done. But you see, when you turn up to a church, to church on Sunday morning, and, you, and inside you're like, oh, I can't be bothered worshiping God. I can't be bothered giving God my all. Then that is compromise, friend. That is compromise. Because see, God calls us to, to enter His house full of praise, unashamed, un, un, unashamed of what we believe. So when, when we enter church, man, if God's alive inside of you, if He's burning on the inside, then man, we need to just be unashamed of what we believe. When the worship leader says, come on, we're going to worship God, then we need to like, yes, come on. We need to be like, you know, the most loudest, the most passionate inside because it's like there's a desire inside of us to meet the face of God. But yeah, it's like you enter into the church and it's like you look around and there's people here that are just like this. You're all I ever need, Jesus. And it's like, man, you don't believe nothing. You're not believing those words. You're not declaring those words. God's about to do something. God's about to do something. God is about to do something. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Come on, it you, you, you needs to be louder than that. It needs to be more passionate, more on fire than that. If you really believe it, then man, you'd be standing up saying, yeah, come on, that's right, yeah. God, we need you. Lord, we need you. Holy Ghost. We need you in this place. Holy Ghost, we need you to come alive on the inside of us. Oh, Jesus. 
Jesus. Jesus. Holy Ghost, right now I just pray. Father, your spirit would move on lives tonight. Father, I pray that, Lord, your spirit would start to, Lord, penetrate the heart and the spirit of every person in this place. That, Lord, inside there would be a birthing, a fire for you that would arise. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, right now, Lord, we need you. Jesus. 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 Lord, don't pass us by, Lord. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. And God's about to do something. God's about to move. God's about to move. Whether you're a teenager, whether you're an adult, God's about to move. You know what? God wants to move on your life tonight. God doesn't want you to leave this place the same as where you entered. Because, you know, God's calling the church to arise. God's calling us to arise. God's calling us to be unashamed of, of what we believe. God's calling us to be unashamed. See, God wants to place a, such a fire inside of your life tonight that you will never be the same. Holy Ghost, we need you. You know, there's this Planet Shakers song called Don't Pass Me By. It's like, I love that song. It's like, that's my prayer. God, don't pass me by. Because you see so many Christians, so many people have started walking with God. And it's like they've seen God move. They've seen God do things in their lives because of undoubt with sin. But because of, because of compromise in their life, they've actually been robbed and they've actually missed the fullness of what God's doing. See, I don't want to die and have God say, man, I had so much more for you. I, had, I mean, that would be the worst thing. That would be the worst thing. You know, yesterday we had a, we got a thing in our kids' church called Soul Kids, and it's our kids' worship team. And, and we were just praying, and I said to the man, get a picture. What I want is I want you to get a picture of what camp could be. And it's like I said, You've got to be expectant for it. See, there are people here that you need a picture of what your life could be. There's people here you need God to speak to you about what your life could be because your life's going nowhere. And we had some, and these, these guys are like 10, 11, 11 years old. Some are 12. And, and, and a couple of them said, man, they, one of them said, it's like I've got a bird's eye view of the camp. And it's like I see just every child under the power of God. Another one said, I see unsaved kids entering that place and leaving with their lives totally turned around. It's like, that's what we've been praying. That's what we've been praying. See, tonight there are people and you need God to speak to you. You need God to come inside of you and give you a vision of what your life could be. Because see, there are people here tonight, you're living in compromise. There are people here tonight, and you call yourself a Christian, you say you love God, and I'm not doubting that you do, but there's compromise in your life that is holding you back, and that will continue to hold you back 
if you don't see God. Now I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians. Verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 16. It says this. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which you are. You see, you are the place where the Holy Spirit dwells. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in a building. And back in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit lived in an ark, and it was like only certain people got to go right into the Holy of Holies. But see, Jesus came so that we can have a personal relationship with Him. And you see, it's all changed. Now, we don't have to go to a place to encounter God. We don't have to go to a place... We don't even have to come to a church to encounter God because the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you don't go to church because you know we need to go to church and fellowship and worship together in, in unity. But you can go into your school and the Spirit of God goes with you because He dwells on the inside because your life is a temple of God. Your life is a temple. He doesn't live in some box anymore. He doesn't live within four walls. He lives inside of you. The question is, does the Holy Spirit want to dwell in you? Tonight, does the Holy Spirit want to dwell in your life? See, He won't dwell where there's sin. Because light can't, can't be sustained. God can't be sustained with His compromise. He just doesn't want to stay there. Does the Holy Spirit want to dwell in your life tonight? If you look at your life, is it a place where He wants to dwell? He'll only dwell in a place and in a person that is like, God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. He won't dwell if your life is in compromise. Man, He doesn't want to live because the Holy Spirit, and, and because God is full of goodness. Because there's a power of God that He wants to give unto all of us here. That He wants us to walk in. Does the Holy Spirit want to dwell in your life tonight? Or, because see the thing is, is, you have to realize God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He won't take second place. God won't take second place to TV. God won't take second place to, to a relationship. God won't take second place to PlayStation. He won't take second place to friends. God won't take second place to money. He won't take second place to anything. Because He wants, He desires to be number one. He is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. If He can't have all of you, He doesn't want a little bit. He wants all or nothing, man. All or nothing. The question is, are we prepared to give him all for nothing? All or nothing? Are we prepared to give him our all? You know, I love it. As, as you read about Moses and Joshua, an awesome man of God. And it's like he aligned himself right up next to Moses. 
everywhere Moses went. Joshua went. And, yeah, and it's interesting, you look at Moses, and when he went to pray, it's like that cloud, you know, came and covered the, the temple, which represents a cloud of glory and stuff. And, it's like, and then it says that Moses left and Joshua stayed because he was hungry. I believe that he would have stayed because it was like there would have been a presence of God that was there. See, the thing is, what it will take for your life to count, what it will take for you to achieve all that God's got for you, is for you to stay in the presence of God. It's for you to dwell in the presence of God. I want to tell you this, the presence of God isn't in TV. The presence of God isn't in music. See, whatever you feed your spirit with, you become. Every time you watch something, it goes into, you see it, and then it starts to affect your spirit. What you feed yourself with will affect your life. See, if you're watching stuff that is not godly, it will affect your life. It will hinder the, the, the destiny that God has for you. If you listen to ungodly music, then it will have an effect on your life. It will take away the passion and the desire that you have for God. See, over this month, I've been fasting TV, and it's, man, I can just feel the difference of not having that stuff entering in. I can feel the difference, man. My, it's like my senses are starting to be more aware. My passion for God is increasing. My love for God is increasing. Why? Because I've taken out something that is not godly and replaced it with something that is. And that is what we want to do. Joshua dwelled in the presence. The question is, will you dwell in that place? When other people leave and walk out and go and watch TV, will you stay? Because that's what it will take. Will you stay in the presence of God? Or will you be like everyone else and, oh, well, I've, I've, I've done my half hour. I've done my hour, whatever it is. You see, it will take a dwelling in the presence because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. The Holy Spirit is the one that allows you to achieve all that He's got. See, as you walk hand in hand with Him, you can't help but walk into the promises of God. As you walk hand in hand with God, you can't help but walk in the destiny that God's got for you. See, God calls us to go out into the world, make Christians of men, make disciples of men, but it will take a dwelling in the presence first. It will take, it will take time, focused time in the presence of God. It will take laying aside things that don't matter. It will take a laying aside of things that don't mean anything. It will take away the, it will take the lane of side the things that cause you to compromise for you to achieve the fullness of what God's got. Cause see, His plan for you is far greater than what you could ever imagine. His plan for you is far bigger than what you could see. But for so long, it's been a church that has just been too quick to compromise. Cause you see, it's just so easy for us. We've got everything. God's about to move. God's about to do something. Man, it's like, I want to just grab his hand and run and say, come on, God. Let's do this thing. Let's do it, God. But see, I know that for me personally, I need to die to self even more than what I am. I know I'm not in that place where I'm totally abandoned to God. But man, I want it. 
And that's the first thing. You've got to want it. You've got to desire it. You've got to start to hunger after it. And oh man, that hunger's burning. That hunger's increasing. That hunger's increasing. If it's not increasing in your life tonight, you need to get around someone who, who's, whose life it is increasing in. Because see, iron sharpens iron. See, it will rub off, rub off on you. Man, I love it how you get people that say, you know, you start to hit young people. Why are you going to the clubs? Oh, I'm just going to get my friends saved. You don't get them saved in the clubs. I've heard it, man. I go to the club because because I, I, I want to share the love of Jesus with that person, man. There ain't much loving going on in the club. Not for Jesus. You see, we get fooled to think this way. We get fooled to think, you know, if God calls you to go there, then that's a different thing altogether. But see, there are people who, who, who drinking is a weakness, relationships is a weakness, and, and, and your life is, is so easily turned around from one minute you're walking with God to the next minute you're not, and you say, oh, I'm going to the club to get my friends saved. It will affect your life. Young people, that thing will affect your life. Oh, oh, I just drink just so, just so they can think that I'm not some weird Christian. I only have one or two. You know what? Your life is an example to that person. The thing is this. I've, I've been told this when, when, I was, when I was youth leading back in the day, and it's so true. You see, the thing is, is that you could be in a club. You could, your intention could only be to have one social drink, which, you know, fair enough. But you see, the thing is, there could be a young person, there could be a friend that is sitting over in the distance that you don't know. They see it. All they see is that you're drinking. They don't know that you're just having one. They don't know that you're just having one. All they see is, oh, this dude's drinking. Sweet as, he's a Christian. I can drink too. See, your life needs to be an example for God. Is it tonight? See, I believe there are people here in your, your life. There's compromise in your life. There's things that hold you back from the purposes of God. Ephesians 3 verse 17, this is out of the Amplified Bible, says this. May Christ through your faith dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your life. And that's God's design. You were born to have a relationship with God. You were born for the Holy Spirit to dwell in your life. That's what we were made for. That's what that's the whole whole reason the Holy God designed people is to have a relationship with us. See, He longs to know you. He longs to have a relationship with you. See, every time we compromise, you could just if you could only see the face of God when you compromise. When you do something wrong, when you sin, if you could only see the effect that it has on, on God, the tears that would come. There are people here, you're living in sin that is undealt with and has been in there for, for years. God is about to do something. Are you willing to not compromise any longer? Are you willing to make a stand? God, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. If it means me missing out on TV for a week, whatever it takes. 
If it means, God, that, that I don't go and put myself in a situation where, where I could be tempted, whatever it takes, God. Whatever it takes. If it means burning my non-Christian CDs, whatever it takes to be closer to you. Whatever it takes to take things out of my life that compromise your word. That compromise from me achieving the, the fullness of what you've got. Because God's about to move. And God's looking for a people that will say, God, pick me. Pick me, God. Pick me, God. Pick me, God. Man, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, here I am. And you know what? If you make that decision, whatever it takes, then, man, you'll find your life will just, in leaps and bounds, go into the promises and the purposes of God. And you'll never look back. You'll never look back. You'll never look back. You see, because Satan has a plan. Satan has a plan for you to take you out. Satan has a plan to take your friends out. Satan, don't doubt the fact that Satan wants your life. He knows that he's going to burn one day. Man, he doesn't want to go alone. He wants to take every person he can. So it's going to take. Because, you know, I believe we're, we're entering into the end days if we aren't already here. When you look at all the disasters that are going on around us. So the, the pressure that's going to come is going to be far greater. The temptation that has come is going to be far greater. That's why you look five, ten years ago, the biggest problem in primary schools was shirts hanging out and swearing. Whereas now, sex, drugs, alcohol is the problem. Why? Because Satan knows his time's coming to an end. Satan's intent is to take every one of you out. But see, so often we just turn our eyes off God because it's like, God, it's just, man, I just don't want to give up. I don't want to give up. I don't want to pay the price. You know, my brother, is in, he lives in Aussie and he's not saved. And, and one thing I, I always remember him saying is that, you know, he knows God, he knows God's real, but it's like, oh, it's just too hard to give it up at this, at, at this stage. Right? You don't know when you could die. No one knows when we'll die. Man, God's about to move. Jesus. Turn to 1 Corinthians 10 verse 21. I tell you what, man, I want God. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. It's like, man, I, since I've been fasting TV, it's like, man, I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to go there anymore because of the, the stuff that's on there. All it does is just feed your spirit. Feed your spirit with rubbish. You could say, oh, but I don't watch any, any porn. I don't watch any, you know, swearing and violence and all this sort of stuff. Good on you. But it's not of God. The question is, what you are watching, is it of God? Because if it's not, 
then you're feeding yourself something that is not of God. Man, 1 Corinthians 10 says this, 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the demons' table. Or we provoke the Lord to jealousy. Are we stronger than He? No. Do we want to provoke the Lord to jealousy? No. But yes, so it's so easy for us in the Western world. It is so easy for us to have a bit from God's table. That was good. And then and then go over to the to the devil's table and have a bit from that. And there are people here and, and your life is like that. One minute walking for God in church on a Sunday, praising, worshipping him. Walk out that door and on Monday, you've totally forgotten what you were doing on Sunday night. We don't want to provoke God to jealousy. We can't eat from God's table and then go and eat from the devil's. We can't come to church, have a bit of worship, have a bit of the message, get touched by the Holy Ghost, and then leave and go and have, you know, what? whatever. You can't do that. You can't compromise in that way. You'll know what it is that, that, that is a compromise in your life. You'll know. We don't need to be up here and just call it out for what it is because you'll know on the inside. There'll be a burning desire inside of you thinking, man, God, I just this thing is not of you. Man, my life is like, I mean, I thought I was like this, God, but actually, am I even saved? We can't eat at God's table and then go and feast on the devils the next day, the next week. Man, we're just lucky that God is a gracious God. Because see, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. But see, God looks at your heart. God knows on the inside. God sees what you feel, what you think. See, I'm talking about when you know that what you're doing is wrong. And you're like, oh, well, God will forgive me. Oh, just three more drinks, it's okay. God will forgive me. Tomorrow's a new day. I'll turn up on church and I'll worship Him and I'll be made pure and clean. See, time is going to come where it's not going to be that easy. The time is coming where it's not going to be so easy to turn back to God. Because the time is coming where God is looking just for those who will say, here I am, whatever it takes, and will pay that price. God will take them on and you'll be way back and you'll be thinking, how did they get up there? God, did I miss it? Oh my gosh. And it's like you'll be trying to get up to where they are. See, now is the time. Now is the time. If we can have the musicians up. God's about to move, I tell you. Don't miss. Man, don't miss what God's going to do. God wants you. God wants you to walk with Him. God wants you to go with Him to the greatness, to the awesome things that He's got planned. Holy Ghost, Father, we need you right now.
Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Holy Ghost. Right now, Lord, just moving on people's lives. Holy Ghost, right now, just, Father, just touching people's hearts. Lord, just bringing awareness of of things that would hold us back in people's lives right now. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Lord, we ask, Father, you'd bring us to our knees tonight. Father, repentant, Lord God, and that we'd leave this place unashamed of who we are, unashamed of what we believe, with a whatever-it-takes attitude, Lord. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Now, if you're in this place and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then, man, tonight God wants to meet you. Tonight, God wants to enter your life and say, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come on, my son. Come on, my daughter. Take my hand. Walk with me. Walk with me into the promises of God. Walk with me into the blessings and the prosperity of God. Tonight, if you're here and you know your life is not right with God, then tonight is your night to say, God, here I am, man. Here I am. Take my hand, God. Let's journey together. Let's journey together. See, you don't want to leave this place without having a relationship with God. You could walk out that door and be hit by a car and gone. To which place is the question. Tonight, if you're here and you don't know God, then I just want you to put up your hand and say, man, I want to know this God. I want to go hand in hand walking with Him. If that's you tonight, then I want you to just raise your hand. Man, God's moving in this place. If, you, if on the inside it's like the heart's thumping and, and, and it's like there's this like burniness on the inside, it could be the Holy Spirit talking. Because see, He know, I don't know where your life's at. He knows where your life's at. If you're here, then just put up, what you want to do is put up your hand. Just put up your hand, Holy Ghost. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Excellent, man. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. If you know, if you've never asked Jesus into your life, then tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. Tonight is your night. If you're in compromise, if you're living in sin and you know that you've walked away from God, then, man, you need to come back up to this altar and ask Him back into your life again. If you know you've just totally turned your back on Him, then, man, tonight is your night. If that's you, then just put up your hand in this place. Just put up your hand. Awesome, man, over there. Down there, awesome. Is anyone else? People coming back to God tonight. You know, that's something to celebrate. Is there anyone else before we move on? Awesome, man. What I'd like to do is just like uh, everyone just stand up. Let's just give these guys a clap. If you guys could put up your hand, if you could just come up the front. Man, we just want to pray for you here. We just want to pray for you. Come on up, guys. 
One over there. One over in here. Just come and make a line in there. Awesome, man. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Now, the good thing about God is that your life is never over. There's always a chance. There's always another chance. And man, the thing is this. If, if you will just take hold of God, then man, He will run with you like you can never imagine. He will take you to places you could never imagine. But it will take a, a determination and a desire on the inside. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. We're just going to say this prayer after me. You guys up the front of you, just follow me in this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask you to come and dwell in our lives tonight. Lord, we repent where we've lost focus, where we've compromised. Lord, where we've turned our back on you. We ask that you would come and breathe again and bring life again. Lord, we declare you as our Lord and Savior. Jesus name Holy Ghost right now just come Father right now just come fill her in Jesus name Holy Ghost touch her right now Father just let your presence fall Lord just let your presence fall in Jesus name Holy Ghost Holy Ghost Holy Ghost I just feel God saying that man he sees the cries he sees the, the times where you've just been crying out to him, God, is this even real? God, are you even real? It's like God says, man. I'm going to reveal myself to you in a greater way. God says, man, I love you. I made you in my image. I made you in my image. God says, I've got greatness for you. I've got greatness for you. I've got greatness for you. God's going to start to bring life again. Holy Ghost right now. Fill it with your power in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, fill it right now with your power in Jesus' name. Every hurt, every pain, every disappointment, we just break its hold right now, Holy Ghost. Father, just breathe with life, with boldness, Lord, with a love and a passion for you in Jesus' name. Fill it right now, Holy Ghost. saying he sees your brokenness he sees your pain and it's like you've been you've been there and it's like you've been wondering does anyone see does anyone know because on the outside you, you may look one way but on the inside there's a brokenness there and it's actually caused you to wait to, to walk away at times from God and to look to other areas other other avenues to fulfill that brokenness God says tonight I want to come in 
And I want to bring healing to those areas. I want to bring healing to those areas. Holy Ghost, right now, just the love of a Father, just let it come. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost for every brokenness, Lord. We break it, Father, right now, just let your love come. Fill him with your power in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God. Come, Father God. Come, Father God. You know, there are people here and and you know your life is not all it can be in God. You know that there are things that are holding you back. You know that there are things that you need to let go of. There are people here and you've got sin issues. You've got undealt with things in your life that, is, that has held you back for so long. Tonight God wants to touch your life. Tonight God wants to bring a freedom on the inside. So you can walk into all that he's called you to be. If that's you tonight, I just want you to just fill the front here. I just want you to come up and encounter God. I know there's people here. I know there's people here and your life isn't compromised. You thought you, that, that you were just like this close with God and then it's like all of a sudden your eyes have been opened. Jesus. Jesus. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. See, the thing is, you can sit back in your seat and pretend that your life is, is, is all good. But the thing is this, that God sees. And at the end of the day, I'm not worried whether you come up or not, but God is. See, I don't know. You could be walking well with God, and that's great. See, God sees. God sees. Don't come up here for the sake of because I've asked you to come up here because you want your life to count for something. Come up here because you want your life to count for God because you want to lay aside the things that are holding you back. Come up here for God because that's what it will take. Someone say, here I am. Here I am. Here I am, God. Jesus. Holy Ghost. I'm just going to start to sing a song. Just keep our hands lifted up to the Lord. Why don't you just lift your hands right now? The Bible tells a story of a man called David. He said, I will not offer to the Lord anything that didn't cost me anything. And so he built an altar, made a sacrifice to the Lord. The Bible's full of people who built altars. I sense tonight God's still speaking to many people to come to respond. To build an altar in your heart. An altar's a place of encounter with God. An altar is a place of commitment. An altar is a place where something we let go of that's been maybe a part of our life, something that we've held on to. We come and we begin to lay it down before the Lord. We say, Lord, I want you more than all of this. I sense tonight God spoke to me about building an altar in our heart, an altar before Him. You know, every step forward, Every advance, you've got to start with a step somewhere. 
For some tonight is your night to make a step forward for the Lord. You say, Lord, this is what I want to lay down before you. I lay my life down. You know, Abraham built an altar and God spoke to him. David built an altar and fire came from heaven. Elijah built an altar and fire came from heaven. Jesus made an altar of his life and divine fire came from heaven. And that's why we're here tonight. I believe there's others need to come tonight to build an altar for the Lord. Place a fresh commitment to him. Raise your praise, giving yourself to him. Time when you make yourself available to the Lord. Come, come. There's others need to come tonight to build an altar to the Lord. Something's taken the place of God in your life. Come and put it on an altar before the Lord. Something you're struggling with, come and make an altar to the Lord. Area of your life that you feel God's speaking to you about, come, make an altar before the Lord. Altars in God, altars in the Bible. They're meeting places with God. So I want you to lift your hands and begin to worship Him. Just imagine just in front of you, you had built a pile of stones and there's a fire. What you're going to do is you're going to take the thing that God's speaking to you of and put it on that altar. Say, God, I let this go to you. God, I lay down this for you. God, today I surrender and make a fresh commitment of my life. Holy Spirit, let fire from, come from heaven and ignite a fresh passion in my life. Just begin to worship Him. This is the musician's play now. You speak to the Lord. Jacob made an altar and God spoke to him. See, in the Bible, people made altars. We do it this way. We just take something that's a part of our life. Say, Lord, I give it to you. You are more precious than this. God spoke to Abraham and said, take your son, your only son that you love. Ouch. And Abraham obeyed and God said, oh, I've got to bless that man. I've got to bless him tonight. Why don't you just begin to worship the Lord? You know what it is you're laying down as an altar for the Lord? Begin to just worship Him now. Let's just expect His presence to come. Begin to touch people. Worship Him. Worship Him. Speak to Him. Lord, I give you my life. Lord, I give you my giftings. Lord, I give you my time. Lord, I let go of that television watching. Lord, I let go of that smoking. Lord, I let go of this. I let go. Lord, I let go. I let go. I want more of you. Lord, tonight, more of you. I want to experience you. I have read in your word that in the last days, the Spirit of God would be poured out on all flesh, that the sons and daughters would prophesy and see things in the Spirit and move in the supernatural. And God, I want so much to be a part of that generation. God, I sense this is a fresh hour. I sense this is a time when you're doing some new things. I want to be a part of that, Lord. I want to be a part of that. I want to be in a position in my life where as fire comes from heaven, it falls on me. Lord, tonight, I reach out to you. I reach out to you. Come on, give words to your prayer. Give words to your prayers. Give words to what's in your heart. Speak to him. Tell him, Lord, I hunger. Lord, I thirst. 
Lord, I've had compromise. Lord, but tonight I come to you. Lord, as I stand before this altar, I built in my heart. Lord, I present myself to you. I present myself to you. Come on, keep talking to him. Let your thoughts focus. The God of heaven comes on the fire. It brings fire on an altar. It's a sign of his approval. Lord, come. Let your presence come. for your presence we're thirsting for you tonight we sense it's a new hour it's a time for new things to happen we're saying Lord ignite a fire in my heart ignite a fire of passion for Jesus ignite a fire that burns so I hunger and hunger and I can't have enough ignite a fire so my life overflows I begin to start to talk and share I can't stop myself because the life of God is burning. Lord, ignite a fire. This generation needs a fire. They need to see some people burning. Lord, burn in my life. Burn in my heart. Burn in my spirit. Lord, I reach out to you. Ignite the fire. Ignite the fire. Holy Ghost, ignite a fresh fire. Let your glory come on us. Let your glory come. Oh, Lord. Let the heavens open. Let your spirit fall. Oh, Lord. Come on, reach out to him. Give voice to your hunger tonight. Give voice to your hunger. Let the heavens open, Lord. Let the fire of your spirit come upon our lives. The fire of God igniting us, a passion, a passion to pray, passion to fast, passion to seek your face, passion to reach our friends, passion to touch those around us. We present ourselves to you, Lord. Holy Ghost, come on. Fire. Let fire come from heaven. Let the fire of God come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Oh Lord, we hunger for you. Let the heavens open. Let your angels be released, O God. Release angels into our midst. Release the fire of God. Release the chariots of God. Release scrolls. Let the heavens open over us tonight. Let your presence fall. Subaranda Namasakaravarota. 
Shabaranda. Come on, Lord. Let's lift that voice to Him. Let's lift that voice to Him. Lord, we need You. We're hungry for You. We're hungry for You. We're hungry for You, Lord. We're hungry for You. Let the fire of God be on us to live a life without compromise, a life full of the Holy Ghost. A new generation arising, young and old, full of the fire of God. Lord, release the spirit of revelation in our midst. Release fresh revelation. Open heavens. Encounters with God. New dimensions of the Spirit. Cause us to walk in the heavens. In a new dimension. Come on, church, let's keep crying. Keep reaching out for the Lord. Jesus. Jesus, we're hungry for you. We're hungry for you. We're hungry for you, Lord. say yes Lord we say yes to you yes 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 to your call on our life yes to the fire of the